it's Brennan Gennetti, host of the Music You're Missing podcast, here with an exclusive offer. I know a lot of our listeners work in the music industry or are artists themselves, so I'm happy to offer you 10% off your next campaign with Partnered Projects. Partnered Projects is hands down the best music promotion service out there, and they actually have the track record to prove it. They handle campaigns for major artists and major labels, delivering over 15 million streams for their clients every single month. Partnered Projects specializes in playlist promotion and assures no bots are involved. Head over to www.partneredprojects.com and use the code MYM10 for 10% off your next campaign and get your music heard. Are you ready for an evening of chill vibes and captivating performances? Well, then look no further than Music or Missing's Bedroom Pop Party coming to Big Night Live in Boston on June 17th. Join us as we celebrate the growing world of the bedroom pop genre with platinum-selling artist Snow, Boston Music Awards winner Mako, and bedroom pop superstars Lazy and Retrograded. But it's not just about the music. A curated selection of talented art and vintage vendors will also be present showcasing their unique creations. At just $15 a ticket, this is a can't-miss event. So grab your ticket now for Music You're Missing's Bedroom Pop Party and get ready for an unforgettable evening of music and visual art. You're listening to Music You're Missing. My name is Brendan Gennetti, and today we are joined in studio with Sam McPherson. Sam is in town for his sold-out show at Cafe 939 in the Red Room at Berkeley. Such an illustrious history that venue has, so he is truly adding his name to the history books. He is a super dope singer-songwriter from New Jersey, currently based in LA, and he actually just stopped by our studio and recording this after we shot with him, and Peter, my producer, is here. <laughs> They were so fun. I, they He came into the studio with his manager, Coco. Um, and roommate. And roommate. Yeah, mm-hmm. they live together. That's kind of wild, but yeah, we talked about it. They, they've got a good thing going. Um, but yeah, no, he was so dope. He was really funny and really well-spoken. Yeah, a lot of good quotes out of this one. So many good quotes. He's like just a, that's why he's a songwriter, you know, he knows what he's saying. Um, but anyhow, Sam McPherson is currently on the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist. Some of my favorite tracks of his are streaming at the very top. So go check it out. He is celebrating the release of his brand new EP. It's called Power Lines. And let me just tell you, if you're kind of going through it or you just want to get in your feels a little bit, I definitely recommend you check it out. His tour that he's on is in support of the EP called The Power Lines Tour. And something about him that I really liked is just his whole project. It's not like a few tracks. It's definitely like a project, like his illustrations, his imagery. It's just a full-blown package and he truly is like a a master artist. And like I said, he was so well-spoken. So we'll play back the interview but like literally have some patience guys. You, you know, the drill is a podcast. You listen to podcasts before you got to follow us on Instagram, please. <laughs> That's where we post all of our things. We got a really freaking cool announcement coming soon. So we will make the announcement first on Instagram at music you're missing. While you're checking things out, if you wouldn't mind rating us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, five stars or subscribing, listen, I know it is corny to ask and I know every single podcast guy or girl say it, But the thing is, with this podcast in particular, the more five-star ratings we get, the higher likelihood our episodes get playlisted because a lot of music interview podcasts, their episodes get playlisted. So if we get playlisted, that's even more exposure for these freaking cool artists. So help us help them. Thank you. But that's pretty much it for us. 
Uh, I'm super excited to play this one back. Sam was truly a legend. So without further ado, here is Sam MacPherson in the Music You're Missing podcast studio. We are joined with Sam MacPherson. Oh, How are wow, you, Sam? Nailed it. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. We actually just had a, a chat before this about your last name. Yeah. Because uh, upon listening to some podcasts with you, I noticed people say it wrong. Uh, can you just one more time lay it on me? What is the correct way to say your name? Sam MacPherson. MacPherson. And when you pointed out that like P H E R next to each other is like go fur. Yeah. It all made sense. It's been my life's journey, just trying to put that in front of people. But you know what? It didn't. It doesn't bother you. So good for you. No, it doesn't. It's a, it's a it humble doesn't. king. Humble king. Um, anyhow, welcome to Boston. Thank Congrats, you. your first ever headlining show tonight in the city. Yep. Cafe 939 at Berkeley, Red Room. How are we feeling? Feeling amazing. Ex- excited. Um, yeah, first time. So it's going to be Saturday night in Boston. Just gonna be a blast. You, I mean, you picked a good day to get here, like a weekend yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great. I know it's your fourth show in. How's uh, how's tour been? Tour has been really um, pleasantly supli- surprising. Okay, exciting. Uh, you know, th- I mean, this is our first ever headline tour, so I wasn't really sure what to expect. And we're playing a lot of places that I've never headlined before or even stepped foot in as oh, a, wow. just as a human. Um, and people are showing up, so that's really all I, all I can ask for. And uh, it's been just crazy. Does it feel different going into a show in a place that you've never been? It it feels strange because it feels like my music has made an introduction for me before mm. me getting there and being able to say hello. So it's always interesting to, um kind of think about what that introduction might look like. Yeah. uh, And what people's ideas of the music or the show or or me might be before I get there. Um, And it's been fun kind of finding out. Well, clearly it's a good one if they're buying tickets to go see you. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. What what, what stops were you looking forward to on tour? I mean, I'm from New Jersey, so the East Coast has been definitely something I'm looking forward to. New York was amazing. Boston, I think, will be amazing. Um, really looking forward to like Salt Lake City. I've never even yeah. been there, but that's a pretty music centric place from my understanding. Um, I'm really just excited to play everywhere. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, sense. this is my favorite part of being a musician. So all of it is exciting. When, uh, when was the last time you were on the road before this? Last time I was on the road was with the Brook and the Bluff, um, oh. my favorite band in the fall, last fall, I guess. Okay, so it's been a little bit of time. It's, it's been you, a little bit. You've yeah. been energized. What yeah. uh, what goes into the prep for like a headline show? What's a little? What's different? So many things that I've never thought about. Wait, really? Yeah, just a lot of logistical things, um, a lot of planning, and a lot of numbers, mm. and a lot of gear. And <laughs> so much. So many so, wires. So many wires. Just so many wires, and so many guitar center trips. Mm-hmm and adapters and backup adapters and and then there's a few you know you know a 15 minute period there where we kind of like practice the songs and stuff but <laughs> you just what kind of work it in yeah can. we work it in but most of it is just you know packing okay, okay. Um, and moving things how long does your load in load out take really not that long i'm being a bit dramatic no but it's it's literally the worst part especially when you're like done with a show you're yeah. feeling good and then you gotta like over under the wires it's the yeah worst. yeah um it doesn't take, it takes probably, you know, an hour. 
not that long. Um, so I know you said Salt Lake City was like what you're looking forward to playing city wise. Is there like any venues that you've got on on the list that you're super stoked to play? I think the red where you're playing tonight, and uh, you haven't been to the venue. I have yet. not. No, sick. It okay. definitely has like some history to it because sick. it's uh, from like it, I don't know if it's like owned by Berkeley or if it's on Berkeley campus or whatever, but. It's definitely, uh, there's a, a long lineage of artists who have played there before. Amazing. Yeah. Well, let's go. <laughs> let's fucking do it. You're on <laughs> I love the, that. You're on the list now. I, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to tonight, obviously. I'm looking forward to the Troubadour in LA. Oh. Which is another iconic venue that I've, it's just one of those rooms that I've gone and seen a show there and just thought it sounds great. Because mm. some rooms don't sound amazing. Um See now that's that's something I probably don't pick up on. Yeah. I'm not an artist like you. Sure. Well, yeah, I just it's just I guess it's, you know, whatever it is, the acoustics, the amount of people, um, I guess the sound says I don't really know the technical aspect of it. I could be all making this all of all no, this no, up it in my head. Really, but, you're you're very conveying. Uh, I, I believe you. But I'm really excited to play there and that's the last show of the tour, so it'll be a nice you know, kind of finale. Are you based in LA right now? Based in LA right now. Okay, because I, I want to talk about like your travels, because sure. I feel like you've you've kind of been everywhere. You traveled a lot when you were younger, correct? A little bit, yeah. So, like, what? How does that shape you? I feel like, do you love traveling? Like, do you love? Can you stay in one place? Um, probably not. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't. I didn't do a, a a ton of traveling in the United States as a kid. Um. I think the last two years we've just done a lot of traveling with music and um, I really love constant and new stimulation and information and being in a different place and um, that's the reason why we moved to LA because I was in New Jersey after college in New York um, working in music and I just wanted to do something different. Um, I switched colleges halfway through college. I went to the University of South Carolina from... Um, uh, Sacred Heart University in Connecticut just so I could go somewhere where I didn't know anybody and just go to a Have different a reset, place. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, I'm in kind of a, a two or three year cycle of just picking up and moving somewhere different and kind of wiping the board clean. Okay. I fully understand that. I'm a similar boat. If there's a, if there's a chance for me to send it, I will. Yeah. <laughs> Went to four colleges myself. Wow. <laughs> Did a quick or I guess, yeah, four colleges, but transferred three times. Um, Amazing. Had a great time in every single one. Yeah. But I loved the new the new journey at each one that I had. Yeah. Um, so so you're in L.A. now, but, like, you, is that your permanent residence? Where are we going next? Because I know you said, like, your goal is to live in a van. My goal is to just be on the road perpetually. Okay. Forever. And we've kind of done that at least for the last six months we've just besides you know we we're home for christmas and the holidays but we were pretty much on tour the entire fall and we're we'll be on the road for the next month or month and a half and then hopefully we'll be on the road for the rest of the year um so we're just trying to just trying to keep it moving hmm. i don't know if i could live in a van in my mind maybe i could live in a van for a few days yeah for a few be, days it's cool it's awesome. like you have like all of the small appliances and everything's very organized and tucked away and you know your bed doubles as like a, a NASCAR simulator <laughs> I don't know what it is but 
it, I don't know if I could actually do it, but in my mind, it seems nice. Yeah, no, I definitely feel that. Like it's, it's good for the minute. And then as soon as it wears off, I'm like, no, I actually need to own property. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, as someone that has like traveled and seen a lot of things, this is a question I like to ask a lot of artists. It's like, is there a, a specific like climate or landscape where you're like, I got to be creative. I got to get the juices flowing. I got to go to here. I think for me, if I'm, I grew, I feel like I grew up and my entire childhood, even though seasonally that's not the case was just in the summer in New Jersey. I feel like a lot of my best memories from childhood are the summer. So I associate a lot of fond memories um, with warm climates. Mm -hmm. However, after a long summer, there's nothing I want more than to just be in the mountains and yeah. be surrounded by snow and have every day kind of feel like a snow day. Uh, so I just... Again, I just like to change it up. Change it uh, up. I, th I think that's like the New Jersey in, in me is you. I like all the seasons and I like that we get a little a taste of everything, um, which is probably why I won't stay in L.A. forever, because, you know, it's pretty singular there. Yeah. For the most part, although lately it's been like Seattle there. It's just been flooding, but <laughs> <laughs> a little worrisome. But yeah, a little, another podcast. That's, that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I just like a little bit of everything when there's too much too much uh, sand and salt. I love to retreat to the mountains. Gotcha. Okay. And here's another question about, about landscape because I recently, for a weirdly amount of long time, like I hadn't been to LA, which is honestly surprising. Um, so I went there recently and I, I feel like I'm just dumb. Like I didn't know geography before. I was like, oh shit, like this is close to like snow and the desert and all that stuff. Do you travel out of LA a lot as someone who lives in LA? Like, no. do you take advantage? No, you don't. <laughs> no. no one does. I've, no I've one talked does. to everyone. And they're like, no. no, I never leave LA. I mean, we've gone to like San Diego to yeah. to play shows and we've gone other places in, in California to play music. But other than that, I haven't, I haven't ventured out. You're not like hitting J tree. No, no, okay. <laughs> no, no. And if I do, I'm going to call it J tree. Yeah. yeah you, you got it. And you have to like talk in that accent. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, Enough about landscape and climate. I want to talk to you about your music. Sure. Um, your latest EP, Power Lines. Super dope. Thank I will uh, give you a little bit of a, a taste on how I how it came into my life. Please. I was listening to it. I have like a listening room in my house and I got a roommate and he didn't tell me he was home. Uh, and I had like my noise canceling headphones on, but I also had my lights that like beat to it. And it was also at 420. And I was. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I'm just like. I'm really feeling it. I'm taking notes. Yeah. And all of a sudden I see a hand come into my room and I, I, I like, I started flipping. I was like, what the fuck? And it was just my roommate. Uh, he didn't tell me that he was home. So, so my music was soundtracking <laughs> some type of horror experience. Yeah. For you. Yeah. Yeah. So I was really vibing to it. And then unfortunately it ruined <laughs> my vibe. Um, but for real, super dope. Thank you. Um, curious though. Why is it called power lines? Obviously there's a track on the EP. Yep. Why was that the one you knew that, that we were, we were going to call it that? Um, that song seemed to have the most connective tissue in it. And yeah. it felt like a lot of experiences glued and stitched and kind of paper mache together. And when I kind of zoomed out after making that, it seemed like the mission statement for all of these songs to fall under and all of these songs to be related. And the theme of Power Lines, I think you can find in... All of the others, all of the other songs in their own 
small way or, or big way. Mm -hmm. Um, but it just seemed like a nice umbrella or a convenient umbrella to pack everything under. Got you. So did that come after like you had the tracks already like made and mastered? You were like, okay, it's power lines. Or did you know before? I think I was, I was maybe four, three or four songs in to being like these four songs are, are go together. Okay. I don't know how exactly. And then maybe power lines was the fourth song or the fifth song. And then it kind of brought everything together. And it also, I think informed what I was missing maybe. And that I tried to fill in afterwards. Okay. So do you feel like pressure when you have a song that is like the title track? So it's the name of the project, but it's also on the project. Sure. Do you feel pressure to deliver on that song? I, I only feel as much pressure. I only feel the pressure to tell the story that I'm trying to tell and make it as dynamic as I envisioned it. Okay. And I that think, makes sense. I think that track and that track as the title track accomplishes that. Mm -hmm. However, that, I mean, if it didn't, it wouldn't, there would be some boxes left unchecked for me and I okay. would, it might not have been the title track gotcha. or it might've not have made sense, but because it did, I think I felt less pressure because I knew that in my mind, at the least, they all kind of fit together in their Not own sure. way. Great. Do you mind if I ask you a deep question? Please. Okay. So as I alluded to, I was having like a in my feels listen to the to the project. Sure. Uh, your track Play Dumb. Mm -hmm. I was listening to it. You sing the lyrics. So I play dumb like I'm not watching everything we build coming undone. And I'm obviously listening to it. I'm like feeling it. And I was, I, I was kind of wondering to myself is like how long after you get the like this is definitely over feeling do you actually act on it me personally or just yeah. just in general I, yeah you personally i think now it would be relatively immediate okay i think the song was born from my experiences on the spectrum of time between knowing it's over and actually ending it mm -hmm. and having experiences all along that that kind of timeline where I waited too long, I maybe preemptively ended something <laughs> that shouldn't have ended. Yeah, I um, I think everywhere in between there, I've experienced being on both sides of that. Really, being the person kind of um, asking for the sit down conversation, and being the person that was maybe blindsided or or not exactly on the same page as the other person in the relationship in terms of where I thought we stood. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that song is, is I think the fusion of a lot of different experiences of mine, um, kind of with, through the same lens. But I think now, now I would just be like, kind of like, you know, this is, this is done. Let's just call it how it is. Okay. Good for you. I yeah. feel like, uh, I, I think I would like to say that I relate but I think it's so much harder to dump someone than be dumped. Do you sure. agree? Yes, I think. I guess it also depends on the situation. Yeah, I don't, about. I don't know. I don't know. I think when I was the one, when I have been the person ending a relationship, it felt completely necessary and yeah. not surprising and not necessarily messy or, you know, it was just very straightforward and I felt relieved afterwards Okay, in that I was just being honest with how I felt. Um, 
I think it's actually way harder in retrospect to just kind of let it play out because that's wildly and increasingly stressful. <laughs> There's a lot of times where <laughs> you're lot with of, that person, you're like, mm, this is not yeah, ideal. Totally. Um, totally. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I'm also the type of person where I'm like, uh, kind of like what you said, like instantaneous minds always changing. So there could be someone and literally nothing is going wrong. And I'm like, no, nah, I just don't like her anymore. Like it's, it's over, but I would obviously do it in like a respectful way. Sure. But yeah, like kind of sitting on that emotion. Maybe I'll take that for advice. At some yeah. Point. Keep that one in their back pocket. <laughs> I'll take that one. I won't act so, uh, or instantaneously. Um, are you like a spontaneous person or like, in, or do you like act with your gut right away? Yeah. I think now, I think now I definitely am. I think I've become more and more spontaneous, which weirdly I think helps me be present. Yeah. Um, because you're just, you're only acting off of real time variables instead of penciling things together and doing some quick rough calculations of, of things or outcomes or whatever it is. Um, and I, yeah, I think that's been, it's been nice to just kind of just, do things without thinking about them as long as they're relatively safe. (laughs) Now that one I'm also going to take down. That's a, that's a great way to look at it. Like spontaneity. Yeah. You say it is also being present because it's like, I feel that way in a moment. I might not feel it in tomorrow, but I felt it today. So why not act on it? Yeah. Word. Okay. I I do a lot of spontaneous shit. Okay. Um, Like what? Like, I think I told you the Montana situation. I woke up one day and I was like, I'm moving to Montana. And in two days I drove cross country to Montana. Yeah, that's amazing. It took a week. And did you, do you remember every second of that drive? Oh yeah. And I was with my best friend. It was like literally the best week of my life. Have a journal. Yeah. Maybe one day. Right. See the light of day. I I, know it's literally a novella. Um, but, But yeah, like I think the most spontaneous things I've done transferred for colleges. Um, yeah, it's just from our conversation that we've already had. There's so many other things I haven't mentioned. Totally. Uh, I think, Having a, a group of people around you that are like spontaneous, it, best, best, the best things come out of that. I'm very lucky in that sense. I feel like a lot of my best friends and maybe all of them are, are spontaneous in mm. their own ways and they're just um, kind of down for whatever. And it makes for a lot of good memories. Yeah. The yeah. best memories for the, sure. The best memories. So kind of going off that, you live with your manager. I do. How's that? It's terrible. <laughs> It's awful. Um, I'm being held against my will as we speak. I believe it. He yeah. seems he seemed like a pretty tough guy when I met yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Um, do, do, is like the separation, you got good separation, or like are you kind of always in work mode? Now we're kind of always in work mode. But, but if you but love we're, it, we're then passionate it's fine. about it. Yeah, and exactly. It's really exciting, and um, it's great. Yeah. It's really great. That's something like pretty unique to music. I feel like a lot of people who don't, work in music like they don't understand I'm like you kind of always have to be always on but it's your choice like you love it it's your passion yeah I I think we're both probably trying to figure out not a way out but a a a way to sidebar some of the work things mm. in in maybe in a way to continue to foster a healthy relationship with them yeah because working 24-7 and thinking about it 24-7 in the long run and in terms of longevity is probably not conducive to a healthy relationship with your job. Yeah. But for the moment, we're we're just having a lot of fun. Rocking it. Yeah. This, as my therapist would say, just reframe it. Just reframe it. Just reframe it. Yeah. Fine. It's all good. <laughs> um, hey, speaking of reframing things, Powerlines EP, definitely 
like deep and a lot a lot of the lyrics are about either like a failed relationship or a relationship that's about to fail uh you kind of actually alluded to it but like where would you say you are now versus when you were writing the ep in terms of music or sonics or just life or honestly i meant life but i would actually like to hear both okay um in terms of life i'm pretty i'm pretty happy in my my personal life um and i think that will translate into the music not that i wasn't happy writing power lines but mm. power lines for a lot of it i'd say for you know 40 percent of it is retrospective maybe even more um and that is a taxing thing to document yeah so i'm interested and and excited to see more and more how it feels to document things right now in current time have you been writing i have i'm just i'm constantly writing and i think putting out the ep just made me want to write more yeah um and not really take my foot off the gas in that regard um because i'm, I'm really interested to just see what it feels like to shorten the time between feeling something and writing about it because a lot some of those songs maybe most of them the time between the event or the inspiration or the person or the moment was um maybe longer than i'd like it to be going forward mm -hmm. i think i'll always look back and and try and decipher things or maybe dissect them and reframe them <laughs> if it's convenient enough uh but I'm, I'm really inspired and really interested to see what it looks like if i take you know tomorrow and write about tomorrow yeah and not last tuesday and is that something you can do like do you have the power to like publish a song kind of in real time or do you, does it have to go through a whole like project it has to go deal? through a process only because i will probably it only has to go through the process that we think it deserves mm -hmm. like i would never just you know download a google stock photo and make it the album cover yeah however logistically speaking i probably you could, could yeah. if if i convinced the people that we work with that it was a good enough idea and probably more importantly convince myself that I believe that that was a good idea. Yeah. But it, you know, we work with a lot of really talented people like our, one of our best friends, Maxwell Goldberg, Goldberg, who does all of the visuals and the creative direction. And he's making standalone art that stands that he lets stand stand next to my art. Mm -hmm. Um, and that deserves its own type of intention and thought and, time a lot Definitely. of a lot of the time so it's just it's making sure that we're respectful to all all dynamics of the art we're putting out and all of the people that work on it okay that makes sense what uh what are some of the the lyrics that we're hitting on these days like or is it feel good mostly yeah i mean it's i don't know how i would describe it other than i mean yes yeah, some of it is feel good some of it is just um me answering questions or me asking questions or I think I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure out all of it. Yeah. Just being a human and making music and how those two relate or don't. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's still, the lyrics are still all over the place. Got you. Got but you. So is my brain at the moment. Feel that. Yeah. <laughs> so does there come a time where you're like, all right, I've been writing for like whatever amount of time and it's kind of all over the place. Let me organize it and see if I can chef up something. Yeah. I think, yeah. A lot of the times it's just fragmented pieces mm -hmm. that I 
that I let uh, kind of reveal themselves in terms of where they relate to one another or don't or if they're their own thing, cool. But I feel like now I'm chasing I'm chasing the songs as opposed to muscling them into existence. Okay. Which has been fun and inspiring and a little bit scary because you don't typically do that, you would say. I I maybe 50% of the time. Okay. I think that's always the goal to be in some type of quote unquote flow state of creativity where I'm not necessarily thinking I'm going to be creative today. Damn it. It's more, I know I'm going to write a song today, but I'm going to let the song happen as opposed to engineer it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's exciting. I'm excited to hear what you got chefing up. Hopefully you're like in such a happy place. We're going to get like a EDM dance beat. Yeah, <laughs> baby. We're going to ultra. <laughs> yeah. Is there like, would you ever deviate so tremendously from, from your genre? I feel like some. I, I'll just give you my opinion here, Please. even though I just asked you a question. No, no, yeah, um, go ahead. I feel like some of your lyrics. I'm like, I can, I can see a little country, country. Oh, vibes. okay, yeah. I, I'm pretty much down for anything. All right. If I, if I sing it and believe it, or if I listen to it and believe it, I'm genre agnostic. Oh, I like that. And I don't. Dude, you've had some crazy quotes on this podcast. Really? Yeah, really great. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I. I think just it's always about the songs. And if I listen to a song and I I believe it and I feel it and it makes me have some type of visceral, unavoidable emotion, I'm pretty much down for whatever gets us there. Maybe that's a country song. Maybe it's an EDM. I don't know, actually. But I know that whatever we've been putting out recently, I feel that every time I listen to them. So as long as we keep that going, I think there's room for the, uh, the landscape or the sonics to change. There we go. And I mean, everything's looking good. We're on the headlining tour, the AP. It's doing well. We're trying. It's connecting. I'm excited to see your show tonight. Yeah. Um, before we depart, sure. I like to kind of wrap up every like interview with this. Is what what do you have in the near future, like personal and professional goals? Hmm. I mean, personal goals. We talked a little bit about. I would just love to try and find ways to be the most present Mm -hmm. in everything I do professionally and, and personally, but just so I remember all of this or remember anything and remember it's tough, man. It's tough. It's a, it's tough with a lot of information and it's also tough because I like, and then probably invite a lot of information. Um, and so at times it can be hard to, you know, file all of that in a place where you can, find it again if you want to come back to it yeah um but just being present with the people in my life and being intentional about the time i spend with them and the energy i give them and um supporting people on their own dreams and journeys like i feel like i've been supported and um you know just just going for coffee and (laughs) enjoying it (laughs) getting a dog maybe i don't know just normal normal things and then professionally, um, just keeping our keeping our foot down, putting out more songs, playing more shows, meeting more people, getting deeper into my own artistry and into this thing and world we're kind of constructing. Um, 
So yeah, more of everything. Okay, so it's the most American <laughs> no, but, sentiment ever. But I mean, a more wholesome. I, yeah, I, I mean, undertone. I mean it genuinely yeah. in that I'm. I feel really lucky, and they would. It's nice to just hope for more of that. Yeah. No, and it seems like you're on like uh, you're already kind of on the trajectory. You just want to maintain the consistency. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we will, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah. Hey, and let's reframe it. You know you will, and you hey. know it'll be a lot of fun. Hey. I'll take the reframe any day. <laughs> <laughs>